In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs with a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cats. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're we're Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that teaches you to be sexier than the squirrel, the other dog, the cat, and even the half-eaten hamburger. Maybe even horse poo. Yeah, I, I, I think we can do it. I think we, I, we, we set I think the bar high. <laughs> I was literally walking down the bridal path the other day and uh, Blink was sniffing at horse poo and Liza shouted mm. out to me, Mummy, Mummy, I thought you were sexier than horse poo. And with that, Blink disengaged and ran at me and I screamed out, I am sexy. And I think this is the thing, right? Like the... The whole thing about what we're doing here is we're inspiring you guys Mm. to be the best owner for your dog that you can ever be. Mm. And one of the topics that comes up time and time again is actually leashes, off-leash freedom, on-lead control, Mm. when to use leashes, how to use leashes. And actually, um, there's a whole host of things that we can talk about here, right? Absolutely. And so um, what we wanted to do is dedicate a podcast to actually talking about our tips, tricks, and hacks relating to the leash and whether it's, you know, putting it on, keeping it on or taking it off, we're going to give you a variety of tips. And so there are so many different things that you can consider straight Mm. off from what type of leash you might use, where you might use the leash, where you might lose the leash. I've lost many. (laughs) um, Yeah, I definitely would agree on that. Uh, And and the thing is, actually, these are things that, like Tom said, they're hacks that are going to get you the real life results that that you're always hoping for. So let's dive in, I think. Let's jump straight in. Let's do it. So let's start by talking about the types of leashes that maybe we like or that we we've used or we've recommended and and we are really big fans of the double ended leash now the reason being that you know you can have it as a you know uh, you can clip it to two different points of your dog which can allow them to uh, better understand the balance and walking with you and, and that is connection that's connected walking that's mm-hmm. balanced walking there's lots of different programs out there that talk about how to how mm-hmm to sort of um, make sure that you've got balance in walking but actually for us the two-point connection on a lead mm-hmm. really really helps us to to stay better connected with them both of us having grown up around dogs horses yeah. um, and, and animals all our lives actually this is something that I think that we can all adjust and we might do that with a harness we might do that with a head collar we might do that with a collar really depends on on the individual dog and what is the um, most appropriate way to handle that dog absolutely and and so um, the the next thing that we might consider and we, we 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 would often use with students would be something like a long line potentially and and, and the long line in itself so um tom and i have both um used long lines lots in the past i've had rope burns on my hands i've had like wet long lines actually let's be really specific we like to use um we have our own long lines they're on the absolute dog store yeah um, and actually they're the types that we would use um mm-hmm. i don't know if you want to yeah so tom's always good at links yeah so um, <laughs> if you had to add 
absolute-dogs.com and head to the store you can find um the 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 biothane long lines that we really um we 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 made them because we realized there wasn't kind of a perfect and we made one them, out there. we made them the the length we like the the weight and the sort of like how heavy they are yeah. and we also made a puppy line so yeah. a thin line for a pup to to trail around the house or to trail on a walk or a lighter line for a, for a smaller dog now with the long lines, I think it's really important that we address right now, we always would put them on a harness, yeah. bare minimum a flat collar, but ideally a harness because at points, if you're ever, or if you're ever to stand on them, then obviously we don't want to give that dog any whiplash or mm-hmm. um, jerk their, their neck or their collar. So I think that's important. The second thing with the biothane, you don't get, it It doesn't tend to get wet and it doesn't mm-hmm. tend to cause the same burns. So yeah. I think that's, that's important. I've been working with the police and the services and, and um, like the dogs that are in the fire brigade and things like that. And they also use the biothane mm-hmm. airlines or leather. Yeah. Um, so biothane being preferable. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what we have on um, our website and that's what we've created. Now, uh, when to use a line well actually I would say a line can be a fantastic thing to use mm-hmm. uh, and also it can also be quite maybe dangerous if you use it at the wrong time so if I'm in the forest or if I'm going to be around lots of people and their legs and dogs and it's going to be a lot of commotion then a long line is probably the incorrect uh, item of, of sort of uh, clothing for my dog mm-hmm. and at the same time if I'm out and about on um, the beach or a big open space or I want to let my dogs have some more off-leash freedom then a long line can be fantastic so I think yeah. it's important to think about how we might use that absolutely and the reason why we might recommend a long line might be you're at that that time where you know having your dog on lead and playing the games might be you know you're effectively taking let's say 90% of the responsibility because your dog's I don't know got a, a two meter lead and so they've got two meter space to take responsibility over and then the rest they can't get to and actually you'd like to work towards them being off leash and so maybe a long line actually allows you to give them a bit more responsibility and you get to grow your confidence in them but they also get to flex that muscle in a bigger space the other thing i love a long line for and this um if you've listened to our other podcast you'll have heard us talk about this when dogs start to predict things i love it that your dog isn't necessarily going to predict because they're wearing the line all the time so they don't predict when the end of the walk might be you can pick up the line you can feed them a little you can scatter a little you can play some of our games from a sexiness squirrel challenge and you can literally be doing lots of different things and then drop the line again so you can start to play around with like um effectively lead on lead off but you're not actually having to handle them lead on lead off you can just be picking the line up so your dog never really knows when the end of that walk might be and when you are going to need to end that walk actually you might pick the line up five ten minutes before you need to pop them on lead but just carry it for a while so actually there's no real predictor of the event and so for me a long line allows me the flexibility the freedom the opportunity to have complete freedom without actually having um to tell my dog when it ends yeah absolutely and so i guess that's the equipment covered now and the next thing that we might want to think about might be for example how do we start our walks and the the cool thing is is we've actually made an episode um of our our youtube channel our absolute dogs tv episodes we've made an episode specific to how to start a walk and we actually go on a walk with two of our dogs um two dogs actually at the extremes of experience in that there's one really really young dog um that is inexperienced and then we've got an older dog with us who's very very experienced and the cool thing about this is you're actually really out and about on a walk with us we start the walk as 
as we normally would. Yeah. Our dogs are on lead. Things happen. Gunshots go off, would you believe? Uh, literally, it was an experience for all of us. And we show you exactly how we deal with it. We show you exactly what works. We show you exactly what doesn't work. We take you out on a walk with us. You can come and shadow a walk with Tom and Lauren. And the most cool thing, I think, is that it's all free and it's all on YouTube. Yeah. So you can just access it, share it with a friend. We love the idea that you share all of what we do with friends, whether it's this podcast or whether it's the YouTube mm-hmm. or sharing really is caring because we want to grow this type of dog ownership all over the world. Now, how does yeah. someone go about sharing, Tom? So the way that you can share is, first of all, you can send a, a link to the podcast by going to absolutedogs.me forward slash start, S-T-A-R-T, start. Um, and you can send that link to anyone and everyone um, and it will link them in with the podcast and YouTube and everything else. Alternatively, you can head to the YouTube channel, hit subscribe and hit share and you'll be able to share the channel channel on that. And the whole reason we do more of this, the whole reason we get excited about this, the whole reason we uh, jump out of bed having new ideas as to what we can do next is that actually you guys are sharing. The community is growing. The ideas that you generate and you bring in and you suggest to us allow us to do more and more of this. So please do share. It keeps the community in a really good space. It's a really, really important part of what we do. Um, And so yeah, share, share away. So out and about walking we're walking with mm. our dogs like Tom said we've got a young dog and we've got an experienced dog we've got one dog who we expect to take most of the responsibility that's our experienced dog we've got a young dog who we are taking more of the responsibility one dog we've got food out with us the other dog we've got no food out with us yeah. we show you kind of our not end result because we're never really ending I mean that'd be boring that'd be like dying like <laughs> you know what we are alive and we're kicking and we want to show that we've always got progress to be made mm. that's purpose and that's what keeps us sort of buzzing mm. um, but actually what we can really show you is is the stages there and also some of the tips tricks hacks of what we do when we're out and about so that's youtube yeah um, and that's a, an episode that everyone can check out yeah absolutely and it's over on our youtube channel just search absolute dogs on youtube now one thing that we talk about in that episode in that youtube video is actually that we're not quick to nag our dogs or ask them to do things when we first put them on lead because what we don't want the lead to mean is the end of fun what we don't want the lead to mean is you know oh my word i'm now attached to this nagging um, person who's going to stop me from having fun. And we give our dogs the space to actually invite us to interact with them. And I think this is one thing that maybe um, gets communicated a little bit wrong to puppy owners at puppy class is that, you know, often most puppy classes, the first thing you're taught to teach your puppy is sit. And then, of course, because you know that your dog, your puppy now knows sit, you're asking them to do sit all the time. And the reality is that even if you're following up with food, actually, sit can be quite punishing in situations where your dog wants to move, your dog wants to explore, your dog wants to see the world. Your dog's busy, they're they're excited, there's lots going on out there, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so we talk about, you know, what we do and how we do it in that YouTube episode that you're going to want to check out. And I suppose most of all that, of course, there's lots we can talk about here and also we want to give you additional learning. So please, please, please do check that one out. Okay, so we've talked about the types of leads and we've talked about the sort of purpose and and why we're using that set of leads. So let me just recap that. So double leads we like, they've got multi points of contact you can use them in lots of different ways you can shorten them you can lengthen them uh, you can use them on one dog two dogs you can yeah. use them front point harness back point collar head collar whatever your correct fitted gear for your dog is then mm-hmm. then we'd encourage you to use that um, as long as it's um, is kind and fair mm-hmm. and, and what we would also say there is I personally now since you've been using them to be fair I did not copy Tom but <laughs> um, we tend to use the leather leads actually more yeah. than we use uh, anything else at the moment and I think that's largely because we're both out on the moors on the beach um, yeah. and it doesn't seem There's- 
there's carry nothing the weight. worse than like a wet, wet lead that yeah. you've got to pick up and you've got to you've got to have it in your hand and for it just the doesn't hour it doesn't carry the weight it doesn't sort of pick up the sand it yeah. doesn't um sort of carry the the especially because we do live in costa del devon today yeah. but most of the time so Hampton. yeah so it's actually very rainy where we live so so i think it's um it's worth knowing that we tend to pick the leather leads now but equally uh, anything that suits you guys and uh, the lines we have on the website and the puppy lines which are kind of thin lines that you can trail around the house or you can have them on out on a walk and out and about but they are really thin lines so they're meant for like smaller dogs puppies or dogs that and um, you just need a little like grab tag really or a grab line yeah absolutely and then we talked about how it's really important that the lead doesn't become a predictor of you nagging your dog and telling your dog to do stuff so make sure that you're giving your dog the space to you know enjoy their walk next thing is then what we do maybe to prepare for off leash or consider off leash and the we play this game called the double clip game and basically you need a double clip lead or two and leads these to be games able to guys that. we show you in the youtube episode so we yeah. show you these games in the youtube episode because we can't actually physically show you so easily here we're sat yeah. at a table so we're going to keep referencing we're going to keep telling you to go look at that video because that video is going to help you uh to be able to visualize and actually see and get your hands on what we're doing yeah absolutely and so effectively what we're doing is you've either got a, a two leashes or leads um one in each hand or you've got a double ended leash and what you're going to do is you're going to unclip one clip your dog is still clipped to the other one maybe you're then going to feed them a little bit and then you're going to reclip now why do we do that well we see it and you probably see it and maybe you've even experienced it with your own dog where your dog has learned that the sound of the clip and the unclipping of the the lead actually means go far go long run away sprint around do zoomies visit everyone and it's almost like everything's reasonably controlled and then as soon as you unclip they're gone and what the double clip game does is actually says you know what just because i unclip doesn't mean that you go anywhere and in fact there's value in staying close so you deliver daily food allowance after you've unclipped and it builds up your confidence to know that your dog's not going to kind of dart off when they're free and we don't want the clip to mean basically disengage from me yeah. we don't want the dog to go oh yeah i'm done and, and we've had owners i mean brilliant owners such lovely owners here training with us tom and i'm very lucky we have amazing clients that's you guys included and they've been saying things like they get to the park and they sometimes feel like they are maybe a dog taxi driver yeah. they drive to the park they let the dog out dog runs around for an hour and then they uh, arrive to to get picking them up the only difference is they don't get paid at the end of the job so they kind of think that actually it's a fairly miserable deal on the owner's yeah. part um, and so so this for me is one of those moments that actually the lead being unclipped is not the deal like that is not what the dog is looking for in fact the dog might be looking for it only to be able to then work with the owner even closer so yeah. it's, it's just about having a cool deal and it's about reshaping your brains as to how it works as well as your dogs yeah absolutely so um, the next thing that we would then do you know with our dog then potentially off leash at this point let's say is we make a point of picking our leash up picking our lead up and handling it but not actually putting our dogs back we on lead make a massive deal in addition to that actually of reinforcing our dog for check-ins yeah. reinforcing our dogs for hanging out reinforcing our dogs for coming back we change direction lots we maybe hide behind the odd tree without yeah. even calling them and see if they can hunt us down but obviously in safe places only maybe where you don't look too nuts either yeah. and the cool thing is that actually when you're out and about and you're walking and you're um, moving with your dog you want to vary it you want to keep it mixed up you want to change the the patterns you don't want to make it the same thing over and over you want to keep 
keep the engagement up. And actually, you don't want to um, constantly be worried about whether they're going to come back because actually they're constantly checking in. You're playing little bits with them anyway. All of the games on Sexy in a Squirrel, there's so many of them would work uh, here. Catch Me If You Can or yeah. Magic Hand or a bit of Thunder, a bit of the weather games maybe, uh, playing a bit of Plant Pot Prison out and about. Like There's so many of the Sexy in a Squirrel 25-day challenge games that you could add into your walk. Yeah. And that would help you with on-leash, off-leash transitions because you would feel more empowered. And I think this is important to acknowledge. Absolutely. Now, n- let's next look at, um, let's say our dog's on leash and our dog's not ready to be off leash um, at this stage because maybe they, I don't know, bark and lunge at other dogs. Maybe the responsibility just isn't ready to be rested on their yeah. little shoulders yet. And I'll give you a couple of examples. I have got one dog who's had, um, she, my dog's do agility, has had a, has an injury, has an injury. That dog I wouldn't be letting off for, for any reason in a hurry. Um, I've got another dog who's very interested in chasing. Um, he, Tokyo would like to chase uh, other dogs, as in my other dogs, in a fun, exciting mm. way. So I would pick different reasons for different dogs, but not every dog needs complete off-leash freedom all the time, right, yeah, Tom? absolutely. And so um, let's say your dog is on-leash and they bark and lunge at another dog, let's say, in the distance. What do you do? Is there a tip, a hack that we can do with the leash in that moment? Well, the cool thing is, is that really in those situations, it's the best of a bad bunch of options, right? It's not going to look perfect. You're not, we're not going to say, you know, twiddle your lead in this certain way and your dog will all of a sudden become an angel. But Magic what? stardust and we <laughs> sprinkle it down yeah, and, and it's all she fine. turns to beautiful you've, heel work. You've got to, you know, twiddle it clockwise rather than counterclockwise. Stir but it, it twice, it, add it some sugar. It doesn't work. No, um, what we need to do is get our dogs out of that situation. And, and so that is typically the, the, the big thing, isn't it? It's yeah. like, get out of dodge. Like, yeah. how do you get end, out of dodge? End that situation, end that experience before it gets any worse. Now, the way that we do that is through something called an A to B maneuver. And what that involves, and you practice this at home before you do it in real life, and that is you slide your hand down the lead towards your dog, you turn your dog around you, or you turn around your dog and you walk away and you feed, feed, feed. Now, the cool thing with A to B is that actually it really is just what it says on the tin. That is A to B. Get the hell out of dodge. Move, move, move. Don't look at what's coming. Don't think about what's coming. Don't smile at what's coming. Don't apologize for what you are and what you are not literally a to b hand down the lead run the hand down turn a to b you might turn away from your dog you might turn towards your dog you might turn into your dog you might do a pirouette and i don't know you know what you can you can dance your way out of that sometimes it's by whatever means necessary and sometimes it might be kicking and screaming and uh that will be your dog not you and i think the thing is that you sometimes do find that they i've had the situation i remember poppy my very very naughty but nice dog and i ran the hand down her lead once and she was ah, like kicking and screaming and I literally just walked and I just marched my way out of there nothing cruel mm-hmm. there was no sort of bad handling it was just we are going and we are getting out of here yeah. I do remember having a similar moment with Eliza in a supermarket <laughs> but you know what I think it is yeah. and that Eliza's my daughter not my dog mm-hmm. and so um, it absolutely is something that I think we can consider yeah. how we um, use this and it doesn't always look pretty I think Tom that's yeah. a really important clarification You, you I think everyone's so worried about what other people think yeah. everyone's so worried about how they're looking to the public or what per- perception is mm-hmm. actually this is not about how, how someone else perceives you this is about you getting out of dodge. it's about you making the right choice at the right time 
in that situation, right? So um, the cool thing is, is we've got a little video demonstration for you on our YouTube channel of that one as well. Um, and so if you head to the Absolute Dogs YouTube channel and have a good search through there, we've actually got a, quite a few episodes on dogs that bark and lunge that will really, really help you out. And we demonstrate that game. Now, the, the final kind of thing that we're going to round off with, because we could talk all day about leashes, it seems we've, we've got carried away, um, is actually that don't make assumptions when it comes to your dog's understanding of walking with you. Um, the dogs don't come pre-programmed knowing that, you know, when you walk forward and they're on a lead that they should walk forward, but not walk too far forward. And equally, they don't know when you walk backwards, they should walk backwards. And when you turn left, they should turn left. The, these are assumptions that we wrongly make as dog owners and that almost get reinforced by, you know, your typical conventional dog training classes that have you walking up and down with your dog on lead. And um, the the point is, is that there's a game for that. We can teach that. In fact, there are multiple games for that and they're all in the Sexier Than a Squirrel Challenge. That's why dogs that have been through that 25-day challenge, they're seeing great results in terms of leash walking and loose leash walking. I think you're being modest there when you say dogs that have been through that program. 60,000 people plus yeah. have been through that program and the results are amazing. Let me give you an example of my young dog, Tokyo. Tokyo has never really needed to walk on a leash. We live on a farm. He has the opportunity to be off leash a lot, yet he's played a lot of the games. He's yeah. played Magic Can he's played so many different proximity yeah. games he likes playing cone games and collars on and collars off and, and lots of different shaping games you know what have him on a leash and I was walking only recently and I was thinking oh my goodness he has like the most beautiful lead walking he likes a loose lead he wants a loose lead and, and through your head, even though Tom and I are trainers and we train all the time, it's still... We're always like, wow. We are almost like blown away by the results. We're like, really? This stuff there, works. There like, really is, is a game for that. There really is. Like it's, we're never, ever not surprised by how brilliant this is. And, yeah. and so don't think for a minute, Tom and I sit back and kind of think, yeah, that's how it should be. We sit back and we go, wow, this is amazing. Like it constantly... Yeah excites us it constantly surprises us and so so that's where it's at that's what you can have that's what i know you want i think pulling on lead or leash problems or a dog that doesn't come back or a dog that bogs off or a dog that isn't easy around the leash is painful it's a pain that you don't need to endure it's a pain that we can help you solve uh, and and basically guys if you haven't already uh, watch the youtube channel join the sexy yeah. and a squirrel challenge you know what get involved full permission to take advantage of all of these resources that we put together for you because our mission is to make sure that you achieve your dog owning dream so with that we'll see you next week to talk about how you can achieve your dog owning dream even more and and in the meantime, remember, stay, stay sexy. Hey, before you go, have you taken part in the worldwide Sexier Than a Squirrel Challenge? It's a 25-day online video program, huge energy, amazing community, and over 6,000 people are already taking part. The only question is, you know where you are today. Where do you want to be 25 days from now? Head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy. 